quarterback, number 19. Bernie, Bernie, oh yeah, how you can throw. Yeah, 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 Bernie, Bernie, oh baby, Super Bowl. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're here for the 15th episode of Six B's and a P, live from the Dog Pound in Cleveland Brown Stadium. I got Brian Weeby right here with me. Oh my God, it is pretty incredible. Hoping for the Brownies to fourth win in a row on their way to hopefully an eight and eight playoff uh, berth, right? All right, and we'll be updating you live here throughout the game, and then you won't hear it live much later on on their website. Go Browns! Go Browns! All right, Browns are down 24-14, third quarter. Quick update. Brandon Wheaton sucks. Yep, we've seen it in person for the first time, and he sucks. Baseball sucks. If he can pull this game out, we will recant this statement. But, but as a moment, it sucks. No. So just a quick update. Uh, we gave a little speech earlier about Brandon Whedon actually sucking, and then right after that he threw his third interception of the game. Brown's still down 24-14. Fourth quarter, 13 and a half minutes ago. Things are getting sad, yelly, and drunk here in the dog pound. And they're not selling beer anymore. They're so not selling beer anymore. drunk enough. And uh, obviously we should have drafted Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. All right. So Brian Weeby and I, a little dejected. Driving through Ohio City right now on 25th Street, heading back towards uh, Athens and Point South. Browns lose. I don't even know. What, what was the final? Did you, did you see what it was? 38-21, I believe. 38-21 to the Washington Redskins. Fronted by Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Um, and a lot of, you know, it's so funny how you go so quickly from thinking you could finish a season 8-8, eight and eight, you're not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, to... Maybe looking like how about next year? Five and eleven, probably. And how about next year, right? Yeah. Ugh. So, fun day at the stadium would have been a lot more fun had they managed to pull a win. Um, and ugh. against a depleted Redskins roster. Yeah, I mean you're talking about not having their best player. Um, and Brandon Whedon, three interceptions. Um, he, I think he threw for about yeah, two hundred. About fucking Brandon. We Weed will now. talk about Brandon Weed. I, mean, I think he threw for about two hundred yards, but also two seventy of that was that pass touchdown pass to Benjamin. So, you know, which was a nice nice pass, but probably one of the only ones he threw all day. Constantly overthrowing receivers, and even three interceptions, I think, doesn't tell the tale because there was a that lot was, of terrible was a passes. Bad showing by Brandon Weed. By Brandon Weeden, as well as another thing we're talking about: offensive play calling. And before we get into that, too, I want to say that we mentioned that maybe this is the bright side of this. The bright side of this is, you know, you get a better draft pick now, but even more so than that, I have to think at least Brad Childress is gone. And if I was Jimmy Haslam, Tom Heckert, I'd fire Brad Childress right now. And Shermer. And Shermer. Um, I think we start next season now. Get rid of the fucking coaching staff. Let's get a new thing going. 
Yeah, it's just, you know, it's tough to watch. I mean, seeing firsthand in person some of this play calling was pretty unbelievable. Um, but, yeah, you're right. It, they're just not calling the right plays ever. And then on top of that, even if they might be, which we don't know, Brandon Whedon is not... Consistently cons- throwing misplaced passes. It just doesn't seem like he knows what he's doing. I mean, we were sitting there watching, and there were several plays... Um, you know, where it was obvious that he had lots of time. That offensive line is not a problem. That's no. not what it is. It is. Baseball is not throwing strikes. Yeah, baseball is not throwing strikes. He's hitting. He's throwing bean balls. He's throwing bean balls, kicking biscuits. Um, Trent Richardson, two touchdowns, but also on 32 yards. I don't know how many carries, but we didn't see him break one, I don't think, for more than a couple 14 yards. yards. He had a, he had a he nice had a 14 run, yard run, like in the first drive that went nowhere. Yeah. But yeah. And I think part of that, too, is, again, the offensive play calling. I yeah, like, you're just not using him in the right situations. Let's and, look at this. At halftime, they are up 14-10. 14-10. We're sitting pretty. What do they do on their first drive? They throw it repeatedly. Yep. You're up. Run and the it, goddamn ball. Well, and also, too, I mean, even simpler than that, you're up, but your quarterback's throwing interceptions. I mean, we didn't throw an interception at the beginning. You know, through several interceptions. Yeah. They kept throwing, and over, and even on the passes that he wasn't getting picked off on, he was overthrowing receivers, and, you know, it's just like, I don't know. It was a tough thing to watch. Um, so, I guess the positive thing, as we try to be sad and positive on this show, and I think we'll get a lot of that today, is that better draft pick, and there's just no way the coaches can be around after yeah. this. I mean, and I think especially going into games against just an unbelievably hot Broncos team, and then, you know, especially the Steelers. And, and I mentioned to Brian, actually, before we started recording here in the car, that this season now just becomes about, you know, trying to beat the Steelers. And hurting like, them. And making sure, and hurting them, making sure they don't get into the playoffs. Like, I think this season now becomes about, can we hurt Roethlisberger real bad? There you go. Because I hope we can. All and you... I would rather, much rather have fellow Ohioans, the Bengals, in the playoffs than the fucking Steelers. And i tell you what, too, I just wanted to bring up, since you are talking about Hurt and Ben Roethlisberger, that I haven't mentioned this before on Six B's and a P, but I was once called a rudder for wishing an injury on Ben Roethlisberger by a, cra- by a guy uh, who shall remain nameless, who I haven't really talked to since then. He was very upset that I would wish ill, and... You know, I tried to explain it, let's, it that let's as soon qualify as qualify this a bit more. Like you and I, we're we're modern guys. We're, yeah. We, you know, and I've mentioned in a previous episode that I'd like a Browns player that could put the hurt on people. Sure. But that being said, I don't wish ill. You don't wish upon Ill. most football players. But Ben Roethlisberger. The main exception is Ben, ben Roethlisberger. Right. He's a terrible human He's being. He's a bad person. He plays for the Steelers. He's already won Super Bowls. Let's hurt him. Yeah. He looks a bloated drunk. He's a terrible human being. Um, so, it, the other thing I wanted to bring up, too, that was the defense. Um, you know, 38 points or whatever, 34 points. It seemed points. like Jabal Sheard was the only person who came to only play. Only person playing. T.J. Ward had a nice pick at one point. But even that, like, you know, I don't want to give too much credit to Ward in this, the secondary. Because Kirk Cousins was throwing Slicing every, him up. I mean, it was insane. It was almost like every time he threw the ball. It Can was a, we trade Brandon Whedon for Kirk Cousins? That is a question. And actually... Man, that should just be our trivia question this week because we're in a car, so I don't have uh, access to any sort of 
database. Um, Brian's going to take a look. We might come back on and uh, do a little bit. We might pause and come back. We'll come back. And you'll hear, you probably heard actually before this, a little bit of some game time stuff. We didn't go too crazy. And mostly, and I don't want to get too much into this because I have a feeling this is part of the masculine complex of pro sports as a whole, but me and Brian Weeby were around some terrible people as well at the game. Um, who used words that even we won't use on no. this podcast, and we've said a lot of things on here. Homophobia is rampant at NFL it football is. stadiums. It really is. and um, Racism not far behind. Yeah, racism isn't far behind, but homophobia is pretty uh, pretty intense. I And I definitely can say, you know, this was Brian's first game today, first game at the Brown Stadium, and first NFL game. Yeah. But in Beautiful, the pa- by the way. It was beautiful. You know, I said, that, you know, it's a, those are our people. Mm-hmm. They're all sad with us, you know. Um, the the but thing they're also kind of like obsessed with irony too. I feel like, like I don't know. Well, how so? I feel like they're like we're here, but we're not real. F- uh, I felt like a sense, at least from some people, that it was like this kind of like we're here to watch how bad these guys are. Sour, yeah. Like, oh like, yeah, there like you go. Jokes. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, no, and, and I think, you know, I'm one of those people, it's like, you're going to the game, you're there with the experience, and it kind of upsets me, too, as someone, you know, you're even further away from Cleveland than I am, but, like, mm-hmm. coming in from four hours away, waking up at 7 a.m. this morning, you know, leaving at 7 a.m. to drive up here, um, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. I want to go to the game, and even though they lost, I still had a really good time, and I'm not going to sit there, you know, we're going to complain about it on our podcast in the way right. on the way home, that's what I'm supposed to do, save it for that. But I'm not going to sit there, you know, I mean... And mock our players immediately as soon as they do one thing wrong. Yeah. I don't know. And those are the same people that you know after last week were sitting there saying the same thing that all of us were, which was... Yeah. High hopes, and then as soon as something goes bad, all of a sudden, you know... So, sitting around, uh... You know, I'm sure some some fine uh, fraternity alums from, uh... Some of our wonderful, wonderful state, state universities here in Ohio. Um, I'm gonna let Brian talk for a minute so I can merge. Anything All right, else? here's All right. I will bring up a positive. Fucking Travis Benjamin. Travis Benjamin is the business. You know, I think I love Josh Cribbs. He's been a bright spot for the Browns in some very dark times. But you know, he's also had six years to become someone who can catch damn pass. Or just, you know, I mean, they obviously today, he had a nice run today. They did Wildcat, he ran like 20 yards. Yeah. Let's see more of that. But are you often, that was, I realized as soon as that happened that, whoa, I haven't seen a lot of that. He usually gets two yards when they do that, you know? And, yeah, and it's, an, it's that too is a matter of like the way in which they incorporate Wildcat exactly. into their offense. Exactly. Anytime they do it, guess what? Josh Krebs is running the ball. Yep. You know, so today it worked, but I don't know. Regardless, I think the man, you know, he deserves money. He's played football for a while. He's proven himself. I'm not sure how much money the Browns are planning on spending next year. Yeah. But if it's a limited amount of money, I think they can let him go, let Travis Benchman return kicks, and get someone who can catch a football. Spend some money on a veteran wide receiver to round. Because obviously... Or a quarterback. We've seen some good... Yeah. Well, that was going to be my next question. I, you know, we've seen some good things from Little and Gordon, but, you know, they still could use a veteran president. But you brought up a quarterback, and I think we should talk about that before we sign off here, at least for this part. Um, 
what do they do? What do the Browns do from here? Brandon so, Whedon's numbers, I mean, we don't, we don't, I don't have them in front of me, mm-hmm. but I guarantee they are much, like, they got to be, if they're not exactly the same, they're worse than Colt McCoy's for those seasons. Now, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that we bring Colt McCoy back in. No. Uh, by any means. But what do they do? You got a thin draft, thin draft of quarterback, very thin draft, and even mm-hmm. the top people like Geno Smith, there's not a, there was not a lot of people beginning of the year that thought he was an NFL prospect. And all of a sudden that changes, and I know that can change. Mm-hmm. But you know the Browns aren't going to use their first pick on a quarterback. I don't think they are. They got too many other linebacker, right. cornerback, you know, like there's a wide receiver possibly. There's a lot of places they could go. Um, so what do they do? You know, I mean, are, do you try one more year developing someone like Whedon, or do you give Colt McCoy one more chance and sign maybe a veteran backup? You know what I mean? Somebody that can push him a little bit, maybe give him a little. Tra- but then once again, are you going into training camp with another quarterback competition? Like, how long do we do this for? It's a really tough situation, I gotta say. And you know, I feel like in terms of the six B and a P podcast, uh-huh. I've been a Whedon defender. We're most so have I. So have I. Yeah, and I, I, I still. I don't know. Today was a particularly poor showing. I think it's also tough to see him in person. I mean, I think yeah. if we went back and looked, I bet you there were games where Brandon Whedon threw three interceptions and lost a game earlier in the season where it didn't look as terrible because we weren't sitting there at the stadium. Like, you know. Right. I mean, I think it was hard to watch in person. It got to the point where every time they were passing the ball, I just was not confident. I think what hurts about Brandon Whedon is he was a reach where they where the he was drafted. Agreed. And, and you look at some of these third rounders, fourth rounders, people like Russell Wilson and Kirk yeah. Cousins. Um, geez, even Nick Foles had a crazy good game today, or, or two weeks ago, yeah. or not I, this week, but the previous. Yeah. So it's just it's you know. Yeah, it's it's a hard it's a hard thing to digest and know what to do, you know. And obviously, we aren't in the position to make those decisions. No. And, and thank Brown, God, let's be honest. Thank yeah. God, because. I wouldn't want to, based on how all of this goes, I don't even wouldn't even want to accept any responsibility. My fantasy football team crumbled. Yeah. You know, let's look at that. Like, <laughs> I can't even, yeah. you know, at an all-star team sure. of great players, I can't fucking bring to the today, fantasy finals. I'm in the playoffs, fought all year to make the playoffs in the fantasy league, and today I had to choose between Eli Manning and Josh Freeman. I chose Eli Manning. They both sucked, but Eli Manning got a slightly more or less crappy points. But, I mean, we're... That's the thing, you know. We're we're very uh, upfront here on six Bs and a P. We are armchair quarterbacks, but you know we have been Whedon defenders on here, mm-hmm. and he just didn't surprise me. So I want to know from all of you, from the viewers uh, or listeners, I guess not viewers. Should he stay or should he? Should go? he stay or should he go? And if he's gonna go, don't just don't just leave a comment saying Brandon Whedon sucks, because that's not good enough right no. now. Because. We need answers. Here are the options, and I'll give you a few options, and I'm open yeah, to other ones. Yeah, we should talk options. Let's talk options. So if it's not Brandon Whedon, obviously the easiest second option is Colt McCoy. No. But what has he done? There's a reason why he lost his job to an unproven rookie with no competition. I think, regardless of the poor showing today, that Brandon Whedon is better than Colt McCoy. Agreed. I would say that, too. Though the grass is always greener, so the most popular, the most pop, they always say the most popular person on any bad football team is the backup quarterback. You know, yeah. and I think that that's probably. But it's true. not on the, but on the. It's Browns. not on the Browns. No, not at all. And so I mean, maybe that's a good sign. So Colt McCoy's option, he's an option. He is, but a bad one. Free agent quarterback. 
Let's talk there, Michael Vick. I mean, you're talking. You're, then that's who you're talking there. You're talking Michael Vick, maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, this is a motley crew. Michael Vick is probably the best one. Yeah. There's a possible chance, you know, with the way things have been going in San Diego, that maybe in a crazy scenario you could swing a trade for Philip Rivers. I don't want that. But, I mean, he's inconsistent and terrible, too. On a team that in the past hasn't been that bad, can you imagine how bad he could, someone like that could be on the Browns? Like, if they're, you know what I mean, if they mm-hmm. are having the kind of issues they're having this year of just bad play calling and inconsistency. And, and like you mentioned, I think, earlier today, Matt Flynn, but nobody wants that Nobody either. wants him, yeah, and we didn't want him this year, you know. I mean, a decision was made. I mean, not to say, like, I probably would have... You know, the Seahawks threw some money at him, and they obviously, you know, and they are contending this year. We're in a position where, you know, it seemed like they were going to be able to contend pretty well. And um, they didn't want him, and they've never used never him. Never used him. There's been controversy with Russell Wilson throughout the season. Sure. But they never went Haven't Flynn. Gone. And that's a, And that's the thing, and we've talked about that on this show, too, that, you know, I mean, I that I that the one thing I will respect, and you mentioned this even during the game today, is that, the one thing you can say about Pat Shermer is that he hasn't gone to McCoy. Yeah. He's sticking by his guns. And I think that that – dude, Brandon Whedon needs to play the rest of this year. And if anybody on here is commenting saying, like, Brandon Whedon needs to get pulled out of the game, you're an idiot because we've got two more games to see if this guy has any right. potential. Mm-hmm. Um, and what the sad part is is I, I think we'll be seeing him next year too, man. You know what I think Brandon Whedon should do at this point? You know, and this is a little sidebar. I think Brandon Wheaton should go rogue. I think yeah. he should start calling audibles on the line. Make, make it And excited. throwing bombs any chance he can. Sure. Because these dumbass wide receiver screen plays. They're terrible. They're awful. Like, the play calling is so bad. It's either predictable or it's not because it's so damn stupid. Yep. And, you I mean, know. you joke about it, like, and the one thing I would say, you know, like, I agree with you, like, we weren't getting, you know, this weird irony sort of thing. I was enjoying the game and getting into it even. Yeah. Like a little run. But the one thing I, you know, you, you do keep noticing is, all right, third and six, they're going to throw a four-yard pass, and they do every mm-hmm. time, you know, or a run, they hand it off to Richardson, and nobody's blocking. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I'll play devil's advocate to you really fast, too, that, I mean, with, with Brandon Whedon's you know, uh, what he's shown us so far. Do you think he can call plays? Do you think he has the capability to... That it, maybe I next, want him to air it out. Next year. I want him to air it out. I mean, the kid's got an arm, and that's all you kept hearing about before the draft and after the draft. Is mm-hmm. He's much more accurate than Cole McCoy. He's got a much more powerful throw. And let him give him a chance to throw, right? Yeah. What do we have to lose at this point? You've Nothing. Already, you've won five games. You've won one more than last year. At this point... I don't see any way you're keeping your job, Pat Sherber. God, I hope not, at least. But what do you have to lose? you got to see who's got it. We need to know who's going to be on this team next year. And There's a core of people, I think, that are all good to build around mm-hmm. here, but we need to make sure we know who all of those people are so we don't let somebody go who's still in the, you know, has potential for development. Having discussed it for a moment, the quarterback situation, uh-huh. I guess I personally have to think that the Browns have three choices. Okay. One is stick with Whedon and give him more time. Yep. Two, uh, try to sign Michael Vick. Three, trade one of their upcoming defensive linemen to move up in ten places. And get Geno Smith. And get Geno Smith. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. Right now, you know, the Browns are going to be going into next year with a surplus at a couple positions. Um, and you mentioned, I mean, I definitely think D-Lineman's a, a case where, you know, maybe someone like a Tabba Rubin go on the trading block. Or one of these young rookies, Billy Wynn or John Hughes. They've got a lot um, of potential at D-Line. Like, there's so many good players. That's but, their deepest, deepest spot. But the scary thing is, with the, you know, speaking of the Redskins... Uh, with the RG3 trade, now there's just such a precedent that if you want to move up in that first round, especially to get a quarterback, the most important position, you know, that everyone's looking for, you're talking many first-rounders. You know, you're talking, mm-hmm. you know, RG3 was three first-rounders. The Browns didn't want to do that then. I mean, but... Yeah, and they made... Yeah, that was a, a, a fucked-up situation. But... But what, yeah. you know, the Browns are picking at eight or nine... I have a feeling Geno Smith's going to be gone. Yeah. I mean, I have to think either the Chiefs or the Jaguars, um, you know, mm-hmm. maybe even one of those other – I probably probably the Chiefs. And that's the, that's a definite issue with this upcoming draft is it's a weak at quarterback. Drops off a lot after Smith. And a lot yeah. of teams and multiple teams ahead of the Browns in the draft order need a quarterback. Yeah. So. I mean, in a weird way, you know, compared to a couple of the other quarterbacks. And, you know, after – I wanted to mention, too, you know, as the season goes on, probably after the season we'll do a quick, like, little season preview next year, and we'll do a draft special once we get into that stuff and talk about this stuff more in depth. But, you know, the quarterbacks after Geno Smith are are a pretty unproven commodity. You're talking about guys that look a lot like Brandon Whedon on paper, man. Um, And I don't know if I want to do that again. I mean, from what I've heard, Matt Barkley's probably quarterback number two. And, you know, while last season – People were just talking like he could have been challenging. Now you're talking luck. second round. Yeah, people were saying he could challenge even luck for the number one last year. Now I'll tell you what he didn't look that good this year. I'll tell you what I don't. I like the idea of uh, you know the Browns don't have a second round pick this year. They used it on Josh Gordon in the supplemental draft, which I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. But I don't have any problem with trying to move up in this move up into the second round to pick up Matt Barkley. Yeah. I mean, I'll, you know, as a project, as a project, rather than a first-year starter. Yeah. I think the Browns, you know, and I, I mentioned this to you earlier today about last year's draft. Like, I loved, the, I love Trent Richardson. I think he was the best pick yeah. for the Browns this year. But part of me is like, why did they stop there? Like, get some more running backs. Be, talk, yeah, be a running that. team. You know, like say fuck it. We've got three guys who can run the ball. You don't know what's coming, and you don't have to worry. You don't have to put so much on Brandon Whedon's shoulders then either, because obviously yeah. defenses aren't worried about Whedon, and you know his performance has led to that. But he's also a, a rookie; they're not going to be worried about him. There's a big difference between Andrew Luck and RG3 and Brandon Whedon. But who are people worried about this season in terms of rookies? Trent Richardson, Doug Martin, yep. David Wilson, totally. Alfred, Alfred Morris, Morris, who we saw today, who's a monster man. He can grind it out. And there's what a seventh rounder, right? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Let you know we want to get everyone in on this conversation, especially as we as we round out the season here. What do the Browns do at quarterback? Where do they go from here? You know. Uh, and I want to hear too: is anyone out there that's listening to this podcast? All six of you. Is anybody a Pat Shermer fan? Is there anybody that's willing to come out and defend Shermer right now? Because I'm not challenging you. Like I'd like to. I'd like to hear you know the points for that. I mean, I thought after winning three games in a row, you know, he seemed to 
improve a little better. There was a point today where he went for it on fourth down and called the stupid. I was like, all right. And then he called the stupidest play ever, and they didn't get it. You know. So. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> you want to take a pause and come back? Yeah, we'll take a pause. We'll be back in a little bit. We're gonna do a quick commercial break. Uh, we'll see you guys uh, in a little bit with tweet of the week and trivia questions and stuff. Go Browns. Travis Benjamin! I don't care about baseball, but I'll keep Travis Benjamin. Woo! That's what I'm talking about. All right. A um, couple uh, things, business to take care of before we sign off for this week. Um, we'll do trivia first. So last week's trivia question was a, a, back when we were excited about Brandon Whedon and the Browns for a brief period of time there. Brandon uh, passed 3,000 yard mark for the season last week. Um, which was an exciting milestone. Don't think he's going to hit four. No, don't, don't think he's going to hit four. <laughs> um, uh, I don't even know if he's going to hit 33. Right. Uh, but we asked which – there's only been two other Browns quarterbacks since their return in 99 that have gone over 3,000 yards, and we're not going to get into how depressing that stat is. But right. um, we asked who were the other two and when did they do it, and the, the uh, correct answer is – and no one got this this week – correct answer was Tim Couch in 2001. I believe the year they went to the playoffs and lost to the Steelers there in the I first round. I'm glad he barely eclipsed 3,000. Yeah, it was like 3,011 or something, right? Something yeah. like that. And then it, uh, quite a bit over 3,000 who's the top Browns quarterback since he's been back. Yeah, Derek Anderson. Anderson. 2007. So Had now, about 3,700, I think. Yeah, son of a, I don't think Whedon's going to hit that either. No. <laughs> So, yeah, three Browns quarterbacks now since 99. Uh, Couch, Anderson, and Whedon have all eclipsed 3,000 yards. And this week's trivia question, you know, we were, uh, we're driving in the car right now back, you know, on the way back from the game. and It's a change of pace. Change of pace. We figured instead of digging through Wikipedia, uh, having Brian dig through it while I'm driving, we wanted to ask you, Brian, you want to go ahead and... Yeah, this is more, rather than trivia, this is an ask for a creative response, and it's... Uh, Tell us a story about when the Browns broke your heart. And the best one, we'll, we'll send you an aqua bear button, send you an orange and brown one. Be creative, you know, and like an example we thought of, it's like maybe you were bought a bunch of nachos and they gave you heartburn and the Browns lost. Like like exactly what happened to me. Yeah. yeah I mean, like I was really excited about the nachos and a victory. They scored that touchdown while I was getting the nachos to go up 14-10. Yeah. And I'm eating my nachos, I'm pumped. Then I get the heartburn from the super salty nachos, and then the Browns lose. So, And now you can't eat jerky on the ride home. Yeah, Brian offered me some jerky, and I just had to pass, <laughs> you know what I mean? And who turns down jerky on a road trip? But we can't do it. So that's the closest thing immediately today. Yeah, that's also, an answer, and, and a also, good one. And also on the way back, I realized I only had one glove in my back pocket. So one of my gloves is in Cleveland Brown Stadium somewhere. And is there anything sadder than when you're walking down the street and you see a solitary glove lying on the ground? Yep. Hopefully uh, one of Cleveland's many uh, downtown citizens. Uh, Hobos, if you will. Yeah, have one of those to keep it warm. <laughs> hey, I want to give a shout-out to, real fast before we get into the tweet week, I want to give a shout-out to Paul Christofko. Paul was tailgating at the game today. I knew he was down there, and he invited me and Weeby in. Uh, he hooked it up. He was really the only person I knew well out of about you know 30 people or so there tailgating in. It was awesome, man. Had a couple beers with him. Uh, they had some steaks and lobster tail. We decided to be, you know, nice guests and not try to squeeze our way into the steaks. But uh, but those lobster tails look pretty fine. They look I pretty say. fine. And I, also too for our guests out, you know, for our listeners out there, 
these guys had a toilet in the parking garage where they were tailgating. DIY. It was unbelievable. PVC pipe frame with a canvas overlay so you had some privacy and a bucket with high absorbent cat litter. And it absorbed it, man. I peed a lot. Yeah, I peed a lot too. And it didn't even smell in there. It was unbelievable. Yeah, so, it was a good uh, plan. Thanks to Paul. I don't know I don't know if Paul's a listener. He's a huge Browns fan. I know he does this, but he's pretty busy, so I don't know if he's caught up. But Kudos. We met kudos. some of his friends. Very yeah, nice people. good people. Very good people. A lot of ex-Athenians uh, and... Uh, Alaskan folks and an Alaskan. Alaskan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so thanks to Paul. And tweet of the week this week. Another change of another pace. Another change of pace here as we get in the end of the year, you know, to try to mix things up. And that is that we don't have one. And there's a few reasons for that. First of all, you know, it's right after the game. We wanted to do this immediately. And sometimes, you know, usually we wait with six Bs and P and record on Monday mm-hmm. after some tweets have rolled in. Um, Benjamin Watson did have a nice one about. Um, about, yeah, it was like saying, telling parents, like he saw some parents that were smoking cigarettes mm-hmm. in their car. And you know, I got nothing against if you want to smoke cigarettes, sure. smoke cigarettes. But he, Benjamin Watson was saying, look, I saw some parents smoking cigarettes in their car with the windows rolled up and a baby in the back seat. Not that cool. is child abuse, it is. is what he said. And, and he's I agree. right. He's right. No, no excuse for that. Um, and in a, in a, much darker, sadder note than the Browns could ever be. Man, what a horrible week in terms of those poor, poor kids who... Yeah, and the elementary and that school was in Connecticut there. a powerful moment today when there was a moment of silence for those kids. Yeah, an entire stadium, you know, probably 70,000 people or so who is were, dead quiet. Who could say the most vile things imaginable? All quiet. And, and uh, quiet. Browns flag at half-mast in the stadium, too, all around the stadium, so nice bit of respect there. You realize even in a Browns loss that there's things more important, more important than yeah. uh, your favorite football team. So, nice job of the organization there. And I imagine everyone around the NFL probably doing similar things as well. But uh, anyhow, back, yeah, to, back our, to the tweet of the week. You know, we don't like to get, we want to bring you back here to either sad or excited. Not, yeah. not so much hopeful. Sad, hopeful. Um, and this is a thing about hope. This is a thing about hope. And what we want to do, tweet call of the, for action. action. Yeah. Call for action for this week's tweet of the week. We want Frost Ruck back on Twitter because we're dying over here. We are hurting. We're dying. We got Ben Watson's tweets about smoking in cars. That's the best we got. So this week, instead of thinking about a tweet of the week, we want to employ all of our listeners. Write the Browns. Write to the Browns. Care of Browns. Care of Browns. Attention, Frosty Rucker. At Frost Ruck. At Frost Ruck. What's up? Come, come on, back man. to Twitter. Please come Tell back. us what happened. Why? Maybe, you know, maybe we can take some steps as a community of fans to really show Frosty Rucker that we'd like him back. Um, and how much his tweets mean to us as Browns fans. And you know what? It is true. It is cliche, but you don't know what you got till it's gone. <laughs> yeah. And we all enjoyed it. We all thought, myself included, that the Frosty Rucker tweets were just going to keep rolling in. And the biggest problem we'd have is deciding which one of the 12 was the funniest for the week. Yeah. And now those days are gone. So let's get back, Frost Ruck. Come on, buddy. He uh, played good today. He did play good today. And You and Jabal Sheard get my game ball. And a couple things, too, I wanted to just comment on about the game still, too, that we were, you know, talking about since we uh, stopped recording the last time. Uh, you know, the Browns have to win a game like this against a team like this. They don't have their star player. We learn it. Redskins secondary is ranked 31st. I mean, come on, Brandon Whedon? Yeah. You know? Um, That's the thing. Like, the Browns, like, this was a game they they should have won. 
They really should have. And this season, for the most part, they've won the games they should have won. They they've have. beaten teams that are worse than them. That's true. They did lose to the Bills, who Lost I think is, Bills, you know, yeah. maybe a toss-up. But they beat the Bengals. Yes. So that kind of levels that out. And they beat the Steelers, even though it was a depleted Steelers team. It was a Charlie Batch grandpa PP game. Yes. yes. So that kind of levels that out. And they beat the Steelers, even though it was a so depleted it, Steelers team. The so other thing Charlie we Batch mentioned, too, we were talking about quarterbacks yes. earlier, and we were at the gas station uh, fueling up and getting some... Uh, we thought of one other option... But we're not sold on it. Alex Smith. Alex Smith is got, probably going to be up for grabs. Yeah, and uh, but he you doesn't almost, do stupid shit. He's he not fantastic, but he no, doesn't do stupid shit. He doesn't shit. do stupid shit, and he's had two really good years. I mean, he had a great season this season. I still am shocked that they benched him. He's a pretty good stats. When I went and voted for Phil Dawson for Pro Bowl, which I hope you all did as well. Um, I did. And I went and looked, and it was like Alex Smith among all the quarterbacks, man. I mean, he had really good stats. Um, not a lot yeah. of interceptions, you and know. He, he looks like a mad customer on the sidelines these days. And yeah. I don't blame him. Colin Kaepernick, you know, he's got some flash, but fuck that guy. Yeah. Alex Smith, I mean, I think he's handling this pretty well, but you're right. He's going to want out of there, and maybe that's an option for the Browns. I mean, I think maybe that that has more of an upside than Michael Vick, if you ask me. Michael Vick might have a more of an immediate, let's get the fans he's excited. He's got the flash. He's got the flash, and Cleveland might be a good place for him to play, but he's not mobile anymore as much, you know. He obviously has a problem throwing the ball. We saw him against the Browns. Concussion prone now. Yeah, concussion prone. So maybe Alex Smith is the way to go. Um, who knows? So, as we mentioned earlier, let us know what you think. Who do you think should be the QB next year? Should it be Brandon Whedon to give him another chance? Colt McCoy, one of these free agents, a rookie? Let us know. Um, Tim Couch back from the dead. Yeah, geez. He had 3,700 yards. So. Again, be creative. Yes, be creative. Let us know quarterback thing be creative let us know when the browns broke your heart and i'll actually share one more tale of that really quick too before we leave i remember you know those moments ingrained in my mind from being a little kid in those playoff games in 88 and 89 87 when they lost to the broncos and fumble i can remember that as a five six seven year old you know like that's probably one's most dramatic too yeah those stick with you man they really do and and you know i mean Let's hear. I want to hear what you have. And, you know, if you don't feel like giving us that, maybe tell us about a time that they made you really happy. But stick to the heartbreaking if you can. I'm sure everyone's got one of those. It's not like we're at a loss for heartbreaking Brown stories. That's real. Um, anything else we got? Broncos next week. Yeah. Uh, 425 late game. And I should give a programming note here. Uh, you know, next weekend being Christmas and all, we'll be I'll be heading up, me and Sherry, to go see the folks in Lorraine. Uh, so you're probably going to get a late episode of Six Bs and a P next week. I'm going to shoot to maybe get it up on the 26th. So maybe hopefully next Wednesday we'll have an episode where we give a little breakdown of the Broncos game. Um, and I'm hoping here in these last two weeks, you know, and then we'll probably do a season recap to maybe get I still got a lot of really good friends who are Browns fans who've been talking a lot about how they want, oh, I want to get on your show, I want to do this. And let's make it happen, man. Yeah. Let's get some of these folks on. You know what um, else yeah. I'd like to say now that I thought about it for a Browns goal? Let's get Trent Richardson over a thousand. Yeah, that would be nice, right? Let's get that man a G. Well, he has worked hard. He's worked very hard, and you know we were listening to some of the Browns call-in stuff here and there as we were leaving uh, stadium and in between recording. And I thought someone brought up a really good point. A guy called in and said, "I'm not convinced this team knows how to use Trent Richardson yet." Me neither. So that's a Pat Shermer thing, right? Yeah, I mean, Chili Childress. Uh, Fuck that guy. They ran him out of Minnesota. Why? What's he doing in Ohio? Yeah. Sitting up in the booth, too. I don't like that. I'm one of those people. I think you need to be down on the sidelines. I don't like the booth coordinator. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it for this week. I think uh, great time at the game would have been really cool if it was a W. I'm now three and one at Brown Stadium, three and two overall at Browns games. Uh, Me, zero and one. I'm gonna have to come back. You got to come back and. Uh, you know, next year we were talking about getting you know, me, you, Michelle, and Sherry all going up there. I think it'd be pretty fun. Obviously, we got a nice little uh, tailgating spot now. We'll get yeah. too. I hopefully we'll be welcome back there too. Um, we'll bring the lobster tails. Thanks everybody for yeah. We will, maybe we'll bring some lobster tails next time. Earn some good graces. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Tweet at us at six B one P. That's number six letter B, number one letter P. You can also email me Brian at AquabareLegion.com. Leave a comment on here. Uh, yell at my house. Leave me a letter in my mailbox, whatever works. But please, no rocks through the window. Yeah, no rocks through the window. Save those for uh, Pat Shermer's house. <laughs> and uh, I want to thank Brian, of course, for going to the game with me today. It was pretty fun. I want to thank you and Ken. Yeah, let's, you know what? Jeez, man. Shout out to Ken Costco for giving us some sweet seats. We were in the upper level of the dog pound. My Dedication. Dad coming through. Um, so that was really cool as well. And great to talk to you have you on the show for this exciting drive back edition of six b's and a p um next week broncos hoping for a win and you know what it all becomes down can you beat the steelers let's knock them out of the playoffs if they got a chance let's hurt the rapist let's hurt the rapist um <laughs> so that's it six b's and p i'm your host brian costco thanks aquabarelegion.com as well for hosting us your one source for force. force and everything ohio music Aquabear's also got a show this weekend, Aquabear Holiday, a very special Aquabear Christmas at Casa Cantina, Saturday the 22nd, right before Christmas there, before you go see your families, come get drunk and watch some rock and roll, Princess, Weird Science, Elton Johnny, $3 cover, all proceeds benefit the Aquabear County Fair, and we got t-shirts. hot ticket. Hot ticket, we got t-shirts and shit, in case you forgot to get I'll be gift. out front scalping. Brian will be out front scout. Flipping tickets. tickets. Flipping tickets. Ticket. Also, real fast, one more question. If anyone knows how, why these guys outside the stadium are constantly both buying and selling tickets all the time, even right before the game, they have to end up with extra tickets. If anyone out there knows is this fruitful? How does they, it work? Can we get in on it? Can we get in on it? I right. prepared ticket sales. Six B's and a B. Till next week. Go Browns. Oh, yeah! 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 Oh,